0: This is AutoLine Daily reporting on the global automotive industry. To reduce noise pollution, a suburb of Paris is using what it calls a noise radar to catch noisy vehicles. It's equipped with four microphones that measure decibel levels and can pinpoint the location of a vehicle using police CCTV cameras. Then it automatically tickets the driver or rider. It's not in use yet but will be as soon as they get a permit for these devices. GM Defense was awarded a million dollars from the U.S. Army to develop a new Infantry Squad Vehicle, or ISV, for prototype testing and evaluation. It's based on the Chevrolet Colorado, and is powered by a 2.8-liter diesel engine that's matched with a 6-speed automatic transmission. It features 70% commercial off-the-shelf parts, including high-performance parts developed by Chevy Performance. The ISV must be light enough to be sling-loaded from a UH-60 Black Hawk helicopter, compact enough to fit inside a CH-47 Chinook helicopter, and versatile enough to carry up to nine soldiers in all of their gear at highway speeds on pavement and off-road. The Army plans to buy around 650 ISVs by 2020. Ford is rolling out a series of camper vans based on the transit custom called the Nugget, but it must feel that customers want something bigger. The Big Nugget concept is based on the long wheelbase, high roof transit, and offers more space for things like a bedroom, bathroom, and kitchenette area. Ford says a transit-based camper van like the Big Nugget is being considered for the future. By all accounts, the Genesis brand makes some very nice vehicles. But in the first half of the year in the U.S., Genesis has only sold about 12,000 cars. Everyone knows Genesis doesn't have any utility vehicles. But Motor Trend reports the brand will soon fill that hole in its lineup. The Genesis GV80 will hit the U.S. market in the first quarter of next year, and the GV70 will follow in early 2021. It's also said to be converting the Essentia Coupe and Mint City car concepts into production cars. Subaru has made a couple of mid-cycle refresh changes to the Impreza in Japan. The lower air inlet in the front fascia now extends the entire width of the car. The grille design has been slightly massaged, as has the rear lighting design. Subaru's driver assistance package, called EyeSight Touring Assist, is also standard equipment. While these changes have only been released in Japan, we'd expect to see them in all markets where the Impreza is sold. Audi has been at the forefront of lighting technology and in 2016 introduced its first series produced OLED light in the rear tail light of the TTRS. It's now expanding on that technology with the introduction of digital OLEDs, which are broken up into 50 different segments and each segment can have its brightness adjusted from the one right next to it. That means the same basic hardware could be used on a number of vehicles, but produce a different lighting design for each. Digital OLEDs could also be used to communicate with other road users, like providing a warning that there's a dangerous situation ahead. Audi will debut the technology at the International Symposium on Automotive Lighting. President Trump's trade war is causing a lot of uncertainty in the auto industry. And on AutoLine this week, John Murphy from Bank of America shares his thoughts on how the threat of import tariffs is impacting the industry.
1: I do think you're kind of, you know, in this, you know, in this tug of war once again. Of you know what is what is fair to to, to the U.S. from a, a free trade um, you know from a tree, free trade perspective, which really hasn't been fair for a really long time. So a lot of these issues that have been allowed to fester for a long time are manifesting in some of these very tough actions that are that are being taken. Um, no doubt the tariffs would be disruptive and, and potentially damaging for a, a period of time, but somebody you know, in the future may argue that 10 to 20 years down the line there might be more manufacturing jobs in the U.S. and we might be better off for it. It's a real tough thing to figure out right now, but in, in the interim, it's incredibly disruptive because suppliers, automakers, uh, everybody in the value chain doesn't know where to put capital right? Because they're uncertain as to where their costs are are going to be. So we have massive uncertainty. You have a lot of companies pulling back on CapEx and and capital investment, which means jobs are lower and it's very disruptive in the near term. So I think, you know, getting this worked out sooner rather than later and hopefully making, you know, trade a lot fairer is really, really the end goal without that much disruption. And you can watch that entire show right now on our website, Autoline.tv,
0: or you can find it on our YouTube channel. And coming up next... John has more to say about the UAW scandal.
1: Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. At the core of this UAW
2: scandal involving corruption with senior leaders at the Union are the training centers set up with GM Ford and FCA. The training centers are actually non-profit corporations set up with the purpose of training and educating UAW workers. As part of the labor contracts that they negotiated, the automakers have to set aside money every year for every hour worked by every UAW employee. And that generates so much money that at times the automakers and the union have a hard time spending it all. Take a look at the UAW GM Human Resources Center located on prime real estate on the Detroit River. It's a monstrously large facility, 398,000 square feet, seven stories tall with multiple side buildings. No expense was spared. In fact, I call it the Taj Mahal. And yet, barely anybody works there. A complaint filed against the UAW in 2010 by some of its own members say that only 76 hourly employees were assigned to the building. And they accuse the union of staffing it with friends, cronies, and relatives. You know, whenever there's some sort of malfeasance, they always say, follow the money. In this case, I would say, follow the UAW training money, because I believe that is at the core of the scandal. Hey, just a quick programming note here. There will not be a new of Line Daily on Monday because we're taking the day off for the Labor Day holiday. But anyway, that's it for today's show. Thanks for watching, have a great weekend. We'll see you back here again on Tuesday.